Hello, how's everyone today? I hope they're doing great. Yo, yo, yo. I feel like y'all are amazing. I know I'm feeling amazing. I'm Dr. Velvet Loves, Joy Coach, here to lead you on a hurt to happy migration. And you, Coach Jay, what are you what are you doing out here in these streets? Before I get into that, I'm on the phone on a podcast with the soul surgeon. <laughs> That's right. Oh man, oh man. Give me the give me the mic, huh? Coach J, next level master, right? Um wow. in, in life yeah. sometimes we get stuck uh, in different kind of ways. Maybe it's finances, maybe it's within yourself. You know, I come from a place where a lot of people, um, to say the least, we come from broken families. And broken people tend to raise broken people to some degree. Not always, the, not always the case, but you know, it's like the the alcoholic parent who raises an alcoholic child, if you will, mm -hmm. right? But that's not always the case. I know some people who come from alcoholic families or drug families, and they never touch that stuff because of what they experience. But um, ultimately, let's get from where we are to where we want to be, and map out that blueprint, and then manifest it. Right? We, we once we get that vision. Mm -hmm. We're going to become what we need to be where it just comes to us naturally and effortlessly. And I've done this in many areas, you know what I mean? Many areas of my life. So, um, yes. but yeah, putting it all together and having the balance, you know, that's the key. That's so, yeah. But we're all manifestors. I always want to throw that in there. It's not it's just that's why I like manifestation master, because truthfully, we all are manifestations, manifestors. We just have to get better at it. Right. And just like we all breathe air. We all manifest. I love it. I love it. So, Doc, we are coming in on a close mm -hmm. of your book. All right. So we're on chapter nine. Nice, quick and easy overview um, of some of the things you'll tap on in your writings. Mm -hmm. Chapter nine is know these terms, Doc. Uh, you know, go go into that because I, I see that and I'm like, OK, know these terms, you know, break it down right. for us, Doc. Break it down. So it's like when you see the chapter and you're like, you know, know these terms. I, I want you to love yourself. I want you to know who you are. I want you to know terms or different boxes that some people call it. You know, it's nothing wrong with labels. It's nothing wrong with boxes because while a box could never contain everything that you are, what it can do is give you a direction on where to go. And it can't, what it also does is gives people an idea on, you know, whatever term it is about you that, that you relate to. So um, I know that when I put this chapter up, I just wanted people to know who they are. You know, for instance, a lot of us know exactly what PTSD is. Um, but not many of us know what complex PTSD is. And that's where a lot of us have suffered. A lot of us have suffered with complex, um, more so childhood or ongoing type trauma. So that's a term that I would want people to know about that they may be able to understand more. Um, another term that could change your life is this thing called... Uh, it's called, uh, oh man, gray. Oh man, I just forget it. But it's so another term. Oh, Coach J, 
uh, is I remember you talking about the first time you heard a certain term and how that affected you. Can you tell us about that? Um, I'm guessing you're talking about um, um, narcissism. Yes. Got you. Got you. Before, but I, I'll be glad to jump into that really quick. Were you gonna mm-hmm. Were you gonna talk about Gray Rock? Yes. <laughs> I, th- I thought that I thought that's what you was trying to squeeze out of there, Coach. <laughs> you feel me? He always feel me, y'all. I love him for yeah, that. That's that's, that's 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 that manipulation stuff. That's that. That's that. That's that. How you thinking? You crazy stuff. Yes, you know, and and so and that's why. Um, so with the gray rock method, that's a term a lot of us have never heard before. And, you know, the gray rock method is a strategy that some people use when they're interacting with someone that's manipulating them or abusive, uh, an abusive person. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a way that a term, once you learn it, you know that you need to become as unresponsive as possible to an abusive person's behavior. So you just need to to learn how to say, uh, firstly, avoiding interactions with an abusive person and then giving short or one word answers to questions, you know, um, communicating in a factual, unemotional way. These type things can save your life. When you're dealing with someone who is easily riled up, someone who is hurt, that is hurting you, who Mm -hmm. may not even be knowing it, you know. And so just terms like that, that can literally change your life and save you from wanting to be right, wanting to correct someone, wanting, no, learn these terms and be better. Yeah. And um, it's it's very it's deep, guys. That's why we do this for y'all, you know. And we and we we gonna keep at it. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember when we started this journey, Coach, on a on a on a tangent. You said, Jerome, I'm 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 pretty set. I'm pretty happy. But there's one thing on my mind. I don't want to go to my grave, and you know, you ain't scared to talk about death, Coach. You mm-hmm. plan your funeral, you know. Yes. So I don't want to go to my grave with this message still in my in, in inside of me. I want to get it out, you know. Yes. And that's what we're doing, you know. And Gray Rock is a way of going essentially limited contact if you guys heard what the doc said you know she said one word answers don't get into confrontation stuff like that i had to go no contact i can't i I couldn't play the gray rock game you know what i mean like that's how severe um my mother's uh sickness is and you know a lot of people will bash narcissists and i understand for good reason they are pretty selfish there's a lot of things you can call them i'm not even gonna get into that Mm -hmm. but i can see why most people don't like them but i like when you have a healthy therapist, right? Like they said, don't just don't just go get any therapist. Go get a go get a good therapist, psychiatrist, psychologist. You know, however deep it is for you that you need to unwind, um, because it's a defense mechanism to their hurt, mm-hmm. right? I, I like the way one of my uh, Dr. Judy puts it. She said, "I don't think these people just wake up with the intentions of screwing their kids up." Mm-hmm. In most cases, now now some people are a little weird, but she said it's more so from their past yes their past you know guys and when i when i you know just to continue on with you said coach when i found out what a narcissist was i'm out in la and i'm making money you know i mean i'm not making millions I, guys i'm barely even making six i'm probably just clearing just shy of six figures you know what i'm saying 90 grand 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. High 80s, low 90s, but I'm single. I don't have any kids. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm making cash. Like, coach, this is net. And a real job, for you to take home 90K, filing the way I would file, coach, I think you would have to make at least $130,000, $140,000 to take home 90. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Because in a job, when I was making 60, I was only taking about 46 home. Right. So to take 90 home, I'm pretty sure I would have to make 125, 130 grand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm making I'm making I'm making money. And I'm sad because I, I I can't call my mom and tell her about my I want to. But I know that it's, it's, it's pointless. It's useless. You know, and even if she was happy for me, she would turn it around to her. Oh, my baby, my baby. Hold on. My, I'm not saying hold on. Hold on. Don't take the glow. I'm just saying that, you know. It's it's such a sick situation, coach. I'll be, I, I, uh, any narcissist says I'm running like it's a fire, coach. I'm gone. Oh yes. <laughs> you would have thought I was at a track meet. I got to go, bro. Yes. That shit terrifies me. But I'm crying, and I call my aunt, my oldest aunt, and I say, Auntie, I just don't understand. This shit is sad. Like I'm out here making money. I want to fly her out here. You know what I'm saying? We go chill in Santa Monica Beach. Then we go eat out all the food trucks and just see LA. And then it's 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 it's, it's freaking ten degrees in Chicago. Come out here at twelve o'clock. It's about eighty five degrees. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's nice. We can eat ice cream. You know what I'm saying? And wear shorts. Mm-hmm. No, we can't do that. And she said, Hey, listen. She, she she consoled she consoled me a little bit you know and she said listen I was been I've been with a narcissist even though they they aren't officially married she said I've been married to a narcissist since I was 15 years old I'm 49 okay she said go study narcissism she said your mother is my sister my little sister at that okay mm-hmm. I know what you're dealing with not only do I deal with it with DJ but I also see your mother and how she does things and it's just what it is so. Coach, if I could take a real quick minute, you know, what's well, like you said, um, know these terms. If you don't know them, you have to learn them. All right. I want to I'm reading a book right now. I think it's one of the most powerful books you can read. You can even on Amazon. People were saying a lot of people said, hey, listen, I've read 10 books, 15 books, 20 books. This one book is damn near all of those put into one. It's called The Narcissist in Your Life by Julie L. Hall. Mm. At the back of the book, you get to a part where it's called processing your trauma. Okay. And um, I just want to just fire off a few things, coach, in terms of, in terms of that and people becoming knowledgeable because um, PTSD and CPTSD, these are some of the effects that can come from being raised by a narcissist I'm, I'm in, in that environment. Um, why didn't others help more? How could the brutalizing cycle play and replay so many times? Perhaps you are 30, 40, 50, 60, or older, having carried the weight of grief for many years. Um, I'm going to jump down here. It is common for childhood trauma sufferers to remain in a survivalist state of denial and self-blame well into middle adulthood or longer. Wow. Coach, I mean, I think middle adulthood, I got to say that's at least about 42. Oh, yeah. Right? A middle adult, that's 40s for sure. You know what I mean? That's like you still suffering from something that happened when you was... Five, seven, 11, 13, 15 at 45. Have mercy. Um, jump over here. This one, this now, coach. When you, once you, this, this, this is where it starts to hurt, doc. <laughs> once you start to see reality, right? Accepting reality for what it is, you know, intense realism. It's, it's scary because sometimes we want to lie to ourselves, right? I'm not sick. I'm okay. All right. You need to go see the doctor, bro. <laughs> People with yeah. NPD narcissistic personality disorder 
can't love. Ooh. Mm. And when you think about some of the things they do, you got to say, come on now. Like, if you love somebody, you wouldn't really do that. That's not love. Hey. Your love your love hurt, mama. If you call that love, it hurt. I don't think love's supposed to hurt, coach. Mm-hmm. Developmentally stunted as young children, they did not learn to accept and love themselves and ultimately despise any club that would have them as a member. Wow. When they feel threatened, which is their default state, you become an object to them, not a someone. Mm. And they feel justified in treating you with a scorn and bringing you to your knees. Mm. Mm. Right. Yep. And, and it's true. And you wow. know the situation my sister just had with my mom. My sister, got, ladies and gentlemen, my sister, the short version, my sister calls my mom. My mom avoids her for six weeks. She finally gets a hold of her for six weeks. My sister says, and my sister's 22, says, hey, I just want to let you know that you're going to be a grandma. I'm pregnant. And my mom pretty much tells her, good for you. I'm not your friend. Call your friends. Call your brother. Oh, by the way, where's my hundred dollars? And go brush your teeth. And I'm going to block you. Wow. Okay. But you love her. You love her, though, right? That, that, <gasps> you, love your, you love your grandbaby, too, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. And that's the same thing her father did to her. She mm-hmm. went to her grandfather. I mean, she went to her father. My grandfather said, Daddy, I'm pregnant again. And he said, you are an F up. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to be an F up, you F up. You know, mm-hmm. I wish I could have just I wish I could have just stuck my head out the bed like, hey, grandpa, I'm trying to grow in here. You know, <laughs> you're sending all this cortisol through this lady body, bro. You're stressing <laughs> me out in here, man. Absolutely. Damn. That's Damn, my brain. Real. Bro. <laughs> you know, that's so real. And then last one, ladies and gentlemen and coach, and then uh, I'll let you close it out, coach. Um, the adult child's grief. Right. Understanding your grief. It talks about partners. But I want to I want to focus on the child, the adult child grief, because me and you happen to be that coach Mm -hmm. for the adult child. The first death is that of who you needed, hoped and more or less believed your parent or parents to be. It is the death of your primary caretaker and it is the figurative death of your primary caretaker and model. The person who gave you life and shaped who you are for better and worse. It is the loss of who she could not and will never be. You also mourn for yourself as a child and your childhood itself. You feel that child's confusion and fear, that child's pain and damage, and that child's struggle to survive under brutalizing circumstances. You grieve the way that child's suffering continues now in adulthood, which it means for your relationships and perhaps family now and what it means for your future. Oh, my God. I'm about to start speaking in tongues. I'm about to start speaking in tongues around here, y'all. It's heavy. The whole word. Yeah, so I mean it's powerful because you say know these terms. We could write a we could write a whole encyclopedia series on that, you know. Yes, lighting. I mean, we could just go down the terms that's important for people to know, you know. And while we are not going to go down this, I mean, just listen to everything that Coach Jay said. I'm sure that you understand the importance of knowing terms like this so that you have a starting point and so that you can get outside of your head and thinking something is wrong with you it must be you you're not lovable no that's not true once you start learning these terms it's easier for you to be kind to yourself because you realize this has nothing to do with me I'm actually an amazing awesome person but this person doesn't know how to love This person has a lot of hurt and they're bleeding all over me and I didn't cut them. 
And so you just get a better understanding of that as you learn terms and you inform yourself by the book that Coach Jay just recommended and other books. You know, we got, we've spoken on doctors on this show who we really look up to and we read and we follow. And this is what you have to do to live a happy life. Definitely. And it's a, it's a, um, it truly is a, a life work of a lifetime. Yes. You know, um, one of my favorite men of all time and just happens to be a black man, <laughs> you know, and, and listen, I, I love Abraham Lincoln. One of my favorite men of all mm-hmm. time, not a black man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not about color, but one of my mm-hmm. favorite colored men is Frederick Douglass. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that man was in tune with his soul. He was a God walking in the flesh. Yes. He convinced the slave master's wife to teach him how to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's charismatic. But he said a quote that, my gosh, if I could stamp it on my forehead and not look crazy, I would. <laughs> it is easier to raise strong children than to repair broken men. Ooh. But most parents are coming into this parenting game t- too premature to even think about something like that. Mm. Like, I, like, I understand that my mother's hurt, but mama, you ain't thinking about when you 65? When you 70, when you 75 and you ain't young and just running these streets no more and you can't use your your, your youth and your beauty to convince these men, what you going to use your money then? Mm -hmm. You going to use your money and just be a sugar mama? Mm -hmm. That must be so fulfilling once y'all done doing what y'all do and y'all open that door back up and it's back to reality. It must feel good. Mm -hmm. You don't know your grandkids. You don't have a relationship with your kids. Mm -hmm. Like, how how do like, really? Really, mom? Wow. You know, I quit drinking. They said, man, how you quit drinking, Rome? You were drinking for 12 years. You ain't you ain't had to get therapy. You did cold turkey. Bro, when I sat back and I looked at my life and the decisions that I was making and where I stood at a certain age, mm-hmm. that's that's enough therapy for me. That that's all the medicine I need, bro. We're done. <laughs> Facts. We're done. And just some people don't hit that point. I'm I'm grateful to God I did. It took me 12 years. Through my 20s, I was boy, I was drinking like a shark. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a dolphin. What what they call a dolphin? A killer whale? A, a orkin or something? You know? <laughs> orcas. A man, coach. You mm-hmm. see me? It's funny because I be looking at old pictures of me and it's like it's always a bottle somewhere. I'm like, boy, you was in it, boy. <laughs> that bottle is my best friend. You know that best friend always gets you in trouble, coach? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your mom like, every time you with Angelo, it's always some bullshit. You know? <laughs> that was me. My His, his name was Whiskey, coach. Oh man, that might be whiskey bad. today, vodka tomorrow, but you know, one of them, you know, yes, but, yeah, man. You get to that point where it's like, uh, yeah, I'm good, but so yeah, that was a little bit of a, a little rant of slash vent, but yeah, um, guys, learn and, the terms, yeah, I love it, and we want y'all to go out here. Look up, find terms that could help you understand the situation that you're in and be better tomorrow because of it. And listen, if you broke, if you broke, okay, you don't have no money. Don't make no excuses. Trust me, okay? I have been there multiple times in my life, all right? I used to sleep in my car. I used to go park on the the side of a McDonald's to get a a Wi-Fi connection, you know what I mean? The information is available even if you don't have the money. 
you know, and in, in a lot of cases, I have the money and I try to force myself to be resourceful instead of just pulling out a credit card and buying something. You have access to YouTube, the second big, biggest search engine after Google, guys. Get active and, and, and dig deep and then just get into yourself, you know, like get to know yourself. Um, mm -hmm. That's all I got, man. Much love. Doc, thanks for, you know, dropping in all the knowledge, the wealth of knowledge and experience that you have with all our friends and family on the show. Yes, yes. Much love to you guys. Have a wonderful day, night, evening, and we look forward to you tuning into the next episode. Much love, y'all. Later. Love.